Welcome, friends and family, to random number 82. That's right, Roomies and Movies number 82 here in the seventh day of January 2019. Can you believe that we've almost been doing this nearly two years now? It's wild, isn't it, Luke? Sure. Real wild. (laughs) So, uh, pretty light week this week. Uh, We did half of season four of Breaking Bad. Uh, went through episodes one through seven, which I believe is the perfect stopping point for that half break. Um, we also watched Escape Room, new movie in theaters, and then we caught Hot Summer Nights on Amazon Prime. Um, did you get everything watched? Because I know you did. I absolutely did. <laughs> and I watched <laughs> other stuff too. Oh, yeah? What else did you watch? Uh, I, I rewatched Hereditary and Annihilation. Did they hold up? Were you glad that you had them on your top ten? Yeah, yeah. They're both still really good. <clears throat> Very nice. Uh, I also watched it. Into the... I also watched Into the Spider-Verse again, which made me redact my statement from last week, and it jumped from number ten to number one. I can't believe how fucking great that movie is. Yeah, you're so cool. <laughs> I am. I totally admit that. I... Admit all fault. Uh, I was fighting that movie so hard. Uh, I'm glad to see it got a Golden Globe like yesterday. Listen, um, I'm not talking about the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah, because they're pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking mess. you goddamn right we're going to talk about them. What a goddamn mess they are. Ugh. <clears throat> Did, uh, I think Bohemian Rhapsody was the one that got me. I was like, oh, everybody just took the night off, I guess. I literally like I uh like I opened Twitter this morning and it was like Bohemian Rhapsody when I immediately closed Twitter and left my phone here. <laughs> I... Uh nope, I part- I started flipping through them. I was like uh it started with all the lower ones, like the supporting actresses. I was like, Well, whatever, whatever and like saw some nominations that were kinda looked over and I was like, Oh, it's whatever. Romo uh, director won Best Directing, I think it did. And uh, I was just, when I got to Bohemian Rhapsody, I was like, really? <laughs> really? Like, it's a good movie. I'm not going to put it down. I had fun watching it, but oof, I would not put it at the top of the list, like, by far. Mm, no, not at all. Just, just surprised the hell out of me. So, I'm, I'm looking... What's so... Shock! What's so weird to me about the Golden Globe is, I think they have almost everything listed as best musical and comedy. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to what the categories are. Everybody nominated for, for the most part. Oh, it, Globes are like that. Yeah, it's just a clusterfuck. So we'll see what happens. Well, Oscars are like a month away, then, right? <laughs> I don't even care. There's the answer. <laughs> I am so looking forward to the Oscars now. Um, yeah, it, it, it's so weird because I feel like we had such a stronger year this last year than 2017, but it just doesn't seem like anybody gives a damn for the most part. <clears throat> um, I think I think once they let they opened the door for Black Panther. Everybody was like, well, fuck it. This go- there goes the award ceremony. It's like, you guys need to fucking calm it down. 
Just didn't even uh, win. I mean, you guys watch movies. You guys need to relax. Just do your goddamn jobs. And you should have got given to the Black Panther. Well over Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's a mess. Uh, also, I saw that Punisher starts in two weeks. Doesn't matter. I saw the scene season one. Wait, you, oh, you've never finished the first season? Remember, I tapped out after four episodes. Oh, shit. That's right. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Are you going to go back watch it, or am I just going to solo fly this one? You might be solo flying. Like, I uh, I tried watching a, an episode, like, four months ago, and I didn't even make it to the next full episode. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, I made the right choice. <laughs> All right. I guess that pretty much settles that. Um, I'm just curious uh, how quick Netflix is going to cancel it after they release it. You know what? I was thinking about that, too. And I bet you it gets to about Sunday, and they're like, oh, I guess we can cancel it. <laughs> and then everybody's gonna be out crying like this is the best oh I can't believe they're making such quality stuff and then canceling shit oh. like people don't realize what's going on <laughs> fools fools I called them uh, it's just so weird that we still have one season of Jessica Jones coming probably in March or April I'm guessing um, yeah I'd say probably March um but it's so weird having, like, you know that they're getting canceled afterwards, but we still get a little bit left. So, <laughs> I don't know. So weird. Uh, also, Stranger Things is in April, I think? No, J- June. July. July 4th. There you go. Um, <laughs> Who gives a so fuck yeah, about that? Everybody gives a fuck about Stranger Things. Don't give me that bullshit. You were really excited about Stranger Things. Yeah, then season two was awful. Now I'm just done. What if season three brings it back around for you? Yeah, I'm sure. What if if everybody has superpowers. Everybody has superpowers. They're fighting dragons and shit. Fucking Dustin has his front teeth back. Shit. No, just do not fucking care. (laughs) (laughs) You've just really given up on Netflix, haven't you? I mean, like, I'll watch. It's so weird that I'm such a fucking torchbearer for Netflix right now, and you're just like, it's whatever, man. It's whatever. Uh, I paid them my twelve dollars. That's enough. It's fair. It's fair. Um, yeah. So, uh, you ready to get into it? Sure. We'll start with Breaking Bad and how great that goddamn show continues to be. Ooh, I was. I was curious. I didn't know if you were going to, like, not be down. Like, because this is a very slow start to the season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh, even go back and making some quick notes for uh, uh, this podcast. I realized, like, how there were a couple episodes that were just kind of, they were kind of character spotlights, I guess. Um, You have that scene, or the couple scenes where... um, Maria, Hank's wife, is going around to those open houses, and you see uh, Hank's getting his legs, so to speak, back under him. Um, Skyler gets a few more scenes, but like, really, all in all, you get back to this uh, 
scenery where it's Walt and uh, Jesse's story and the complications they're still having to deal with. Like, out of the gate, I was so excited to get into season four with how season three ended. Um, of course, they have the showdown with Gus's men. Um, Jesse goes and shoots Gale, and then Walt is left at the end of a barrel of a gun, um, knowing he can't be killed now that he's the only chemist that can make this meth, considering what uh, strategy it is to have this is the only big meth outlet supply um, on this side of the border right now for Gus. Um, and it doesn't disappoint. That first episode's fucking awesome. Awesome as shit. This was, oh, I I did text you a couple times throughout this first half season that I was watching, but like this was a big one because Gus doesn't fuck around. (laughs) No. But he's so thoughtful. Yeah, I don't know how to pin him. Like, he's so upset with the situation and the people in it. I think he's more upset with himself for going down this path that he probably should have just avoided. Um, but somebody's got to pay and it turns out that it's his own men that he's doing in, uh, and the others see that he does that to somebody that was faithful and willing to work for him and do everything for him and just fucking cuts his throat out of nowhere. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, honestly, and like, I, I, Walt hasn't seen death that close for a little while I suppose but like it's just so chaotic the the calm mess that he makes and he's it doesn't say anything just fucking takes off his clothes and just fucking puts a shirt or blazer back on and fucking leaves and is like get back to work it's like fucking a yeah Gustavo does not fuck around man yeah um, uh, it's really interesting. Uh, you see, uh, his worker guy that gets, gets killed the start of the episode, he goes to Gail's apartment, sees that he's shot and then sees Jesse out in the parking lot, basically awestruck because of what he just did. Um, I have to believe that Gus killed the guy because he was seen and didn't want to be linked to him and whatnot. Um, but also it was somebody had to pay for it and he certainly wasn't going to kill his fucking body, bodyguard, I guess. Is that Bob? Mike. 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 Um, certainly wasn't going to kill Mike with all the stuff he has to do for him and he was the only other guy in the room, so he had to pay for it. And it's just so ridiculous and you see the box cutter being used to open up these boxes in the beginning of the episode when Gail's setting up the lab and whatnot and then fucking Gus just uses to rip that fucking throat right out it's like fucking A I definitely don't want to cross Gus but like there's such a tight spot that they have to work so perfectly to get themselves out of this situation, which I don't know if they'll be able to. It's so, it's so messed up because you get the first, like the first three seasons, like they're bang, bang, bang onto the next thing. And it seems like this is the first adversary. That's like, he actually has to work 
to get around or best and considering their methods like Gus is so methodical and shit and fucking Walt relies heavily on, on luck being on his side which I think gives him the edge in most situations but it'll be interesting to see how this comes to a head yeah cause I mean like you see multiple times throughout these first episodes like Walt is actively trying to kill Gus but Gus is smart mm-hmm. enough that he stays away and doesn't let him come anywhere near him mhm yeah, I mean, episode two opens up with him buying an illegal gun with a serial killer fucking scraped away. Like, Walt doesn't have any priors. Like, it doesn't seem like a big deal to him go get a gun from a fucking actual legal ways. And it's like, nah, I just want to have something that I know I have protection. And it also is this contingency where it's like, money doesn't mean anything to Walt anymore. Like, he's just like, fucking throwing it handfuls of money at everyone he sees it seems and it's it's so ridiculous compared to yeah. the other seasons like he well, just has know. a blatant disregard for money anymore yeah because considering um i believe it was in episode seven when he blows walt jr's car up instead of returning it and being emasculated yeah. that way he's, yeah. you know and Saul just like you know, your little joyride just cost you $52,000. He's like, whatever, just pay it, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then you see Jesse dealing, I, I think they did Jesse so smartly for these first episodes where dealing with this new uh, new thing that he's not dealt, well, I guess he did, did he, he didn't kill the people in the first episode, or first season, did he? No, Gail is the first person Jesse's killed. Okay, so yeah. And it becomes this really big thing where Jesse kind of is going further down this path where Walt has already treaded. And considering Jesse doesn't really have any support system, he doesn't have friends and family necessarily. I mean, he has Badger and the other dude, but... um, the only way he knows how to cope is do drugs and throw this lavish party that he keeps continuing going nonstop. Even while he's not there, he just wants to know that when he comes back, it's it's enough to drown out everything, all his thoughts and everything. So, um, yeah, it was interesting to see how that played out. Um, and then fucking Walt gets into a bar fight with Mike. Well, cause, cause he's like, Mike, let's go kill Gus. It's, it's him or us. Let's do this. And Mike is nothing if not loyal, you know? Like, he is upset that Gus killed Victor and it doesn't make sense to him, but he's the boss. I got to stay loyal to him. And this piece of shit, Walter White's trying to fuck everything up. So why would he take it? What's so funny is I think Mike understands the situation well enough that he knows Gus is a reliable businessman and he doesn't really have any need or want for anything with Gus. But I think he also realizes that Walt is con- like shady and like sneaky enough to be the first one to get one over on Gus like this. So I think he's like keeping both viable options open, but he can't show his weakness in this bar and he's like, fuck this, this is... You're way out of your element right now, and like, I can't fucking side with you. So I'm just gonna kick the shit out of you and get the hell out of here. Like, it's so crazy. It's such a great scene uh, because you see Walt 
on this trip from fucking narrowly escaping death to going to wanting to kill this kingpin and like so we've seen him knock off or put all the pieces in the way for Tuco to get fucked up and these other people before him so it's interesting to see how these webs like keep spiraling away from Walt and how Gus is going to get caught up and all that so um cameras get put into the sh- to the lab uh then you get the buying the car with his son um and then the lab notes make their way from Gail's shooting to Hank which was fascinating um it was interesting to see why they were doing the stuff with his wife for the open houses and whatnot and then when that came into play made a lot of sense um it's it's such fantastic storytelling. Um, when we watched Hannibal these last few months, I was surprised to get such an an intelligent, well thought out, well crafted show. And the storytelling in this one is just phenomenal. Uh, everybody has their role to play, and like all these pieces interlock to make this fucking ridiculous premise works so much better than it ever had any realistic shot at making. Um, which is just fascinating. This fucking show is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically we're heading into the back half of this season. We now know Hank is hot on the trail. He knows Gus is the guy he's looking for, which ostensibly would lead him to Walter. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, this kind of, uh, you have this escalating war on two sides. You have Walt versus Gus and you have Gus versus the cartel. And Mm -hmm. Jesse's pretty much a pawn in the middle of both stories right now. And where is he going to fall? Where, where is his allegiance going to lie? Because, you know, Walt is literally just trying to use him to do this and do that. And, but Mike and Gus are giving Jesse what he needs, this reinforcement that he's worth something and he's a, you know, a worthy part of this operation. And, you know, maybe he's kind of getting lured over to the dark side there. Man, that's fascinating that you say it like that. Like, I never even thought about uh, that interaction. Like, I figured he just wanted Jesse in his pocket for... Um, when after for when Walt comes after him, that like to show that he's gained Jesse's trust, and I don't. I think Gus hopes that he changes his mind about coming after him, um, considering how how much he's gone over to make amends with Jesse um, over the situation, because it seems like he set him up to be this hero in this whole shootout situation. And then to gain his trust and then to have him go and uh, get the edge on these tweakers that had the product from the the truck robberies and shit. Like, it's fascinating to see how that all escalates. And <laughs> if Gus makes it out of this season, I'd be surprised. But I'd also totally be fine with him making it another season and seeing how this even goes even further. So, but I mean, we have six episodes left of this season, so it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, like, if you look at, you know, like, Jesse, like, what has happened to Jesse when he's gotten out of his funk? Like, he was in a drug-addled stupor and ready to fucking just throw it all away. And Walt was letting him. It was it was Mike and Gus's reinforcement that's gotten him clean What's so again. funny is great. when you see, even though you see Jesse in this drunken stupor, or at least inebriated state, you see that he is capable of figuring out what's happening around him, but he just has given up on giving a shit. Yeah, to the he's point much... where Mike fucking brings his money back and he's like, I know you're not going to shoot that guy, so just get the fuck out of my house. And it's like, it's maddening to see how well constructed of a character Jesse is, considering you just figure he's this this junkie punk that has just gone back to using drugs after not seeing him on drugs for almost all of season three, right? Um, yeah, he was clean until he went to go shoot ga- or it was when he went to go shoot the two uh, dealers after they killed the kid. That was the first time he yeah. used. But yeah, what uh, Jesse fascinates me. I figured when we started this, I liked him well enough, but it's yeah. It's, I mean, I think Jesse... I think I'm gonna miss Jesse more than I miss Walt because he's so he's such a complex character in such a simple. Uh, costume, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, Jesse, for all intents and purposes, is the heart and soul of the show, right? He's mm-hmm. what feels everything. Um, <clears throat> but I will leave you with this note. Um, just something to think about. Uh, Walt has leverage over Gus because he, you know, I'm the one who didn't cook for you. I took care of Gail. Jesse knows the formula. Jesse can cook just as good as well. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I never thought about that. That's brilliant. And he's not such a liability as Walt is. Like, fuck, that's awesome. I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. Um, You get a couple of great moments. Um, You get the iconic lines that uh, Walt's the one who knocks. Um, (laughs) Fucking... um, where he's addressing this to Skyler about like him being in danger, and he's like, "I am the fucking danger." Like, it. I don't know if that pops up again, but I was I was wondering when it would. So w- when it was, when it did, I was so relieved. Like, what a fucking badass Walt is, and like, Walt should never be inebriated. He's the worst drunk I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I mean, like. He has a history of that, though. You know, like, he is just yeah, yeah. terrible lightweight. Because what, in season <clears throat> season one, when he's going in to get his surgery and they've been uh, administered the anesthesia to him, that's when he gives up that he has a second cell, cell phone. Mm-hmm. And that's what led mm-hmm. Skylar to everything. And then yeah. when Jesse spiked his coffee with the sleeping pills, he almost admitted that he killed Jane. And now this, like, yeah. he's just, he's terrible at <laughs> being inebriated <laughs> in any way. See, you get the side where Jesse is actually leads on to show how smart and how figured out he has everything, but Walt's the complete opposite. It just falls apart the more he gets inebriated, um, which is fascinating to see their dynamics uh, 
interlock and considering they've been there for each other so many times i mean obviously they've killed each killed people for each other now and um yeah i love it uh also the scene where he finally buys the car wash and has him leave the dollar that's hanging on the wall and fucking breaks it and uses it for a Coke. I thought it was brilliant. It's so um, petty. Like, that is Walt. So, like, yeah. His yeah. pride, his ego, and his pettiness are like everything that could go wrong and will go wrong is because of those things. And, like, you know, like, he was in the clear again. Gale is Heisenberg. We have nowhere to go, but because he can't let someone else take the credit for his genius, he leads Hank on further down into figuring it out. Fucking day. <laughs> also, him showing up with uh, pop flats full of cash to finally show Skyler just how fucking much money he has that he just doesn't give a fuck about. Um. Also, the Challenger Joyride scene was probably one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the next half of the season. And then we still have one whole season to go. Um, and like you and... said, it hasn't let up yet. And and I was interested to see because I remember Hannibal season three being such a change from the first two seasons but it was familiar territory where we had tread on and I can if this keeps escalating I don't know how far I mean I'm guessing season five will have to be dealing him dealing against the cartel but um I figured this season would be where he reclaims his Heisenberg role and actually starts making his own connections and whatnot, but I don't think he'd be able to have a super lab, but he does have the notes of it, or he has access to where he could be able to get Gail's notes and how he set everything up and whatnot. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this second half of season four plays out. Um, I will say that after a certain episode, which I think has one of my favorite endings to this show if not uh hour of television like it's just so good it's so good um it does not let up and it's just a fucking explosion until the end nice um i weirdly enough i had something spoiled for me a few days ago on a podcast that aired like two months ago (laughs) <laughs> and it was so ridiculous because they're like, listen, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, I was like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And they're like, you're spoilers, spoilers. I was like, shit, shit. Um, but I'm looking forward to those moments now. <laughs> Apparently there's a moment where uh, I won't spoil our viewers. If they're if they watched lovingly, I don't want to ruin it for them. So when we get there, I'll let you know what it was. Fair. But I'm excited about it. Uh, going was that all you had for Breaking Bad then? Yeah. All right. Going from there, uh, when, how'd you like uh, Hot Summer Nights? Why did you make me watch this? I I thought you would actually enjoy it. I actually got quite a bit of enjoyment out of it. Mm, I did not like it at all. At all, sir. <laughs> I think it was probably because you noticed it was the guy from Siren right off the bat. But I had That's... no idea until maybe 10 minutes till, to the end of Siren when you text me. I was like, oh, it is that guy from Siren. 
Yeah, I was, I was just like, oh, like, that guy's awesome. <laughs> I was like, who is that fucking guy? And I looked it up. I was like, oh, yep, there it is. Cut his hair off. It's the dude fucking siren. Cool. Uh, uh, but no, I got real um, good vibes. Uh, good times vibes from this movie. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was great casting. Uh, the dude from Siren? And something else. Not necessarily him, but the other kid. Uh but I was looking up. Uh, I looked up the IMDb page, and I guess this movie coincides with um, the movie "The Perfect Storm." Like that's the storm cell they were talking about throughout the movie. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good, fun little romp. What? No. Considering it kind of deals with like everything we've seen over the last year or so. It's, drug dealing come on but i don't buy it that's the problem like How, what were you having problems with buying because i was all in for it the fact that like he meets this pot dealer and he's just like hey i could help uh you know i i want to help you start selling some dime bags and all of a sudden he's like we need bulk we're selling 46 pounds today cool now i'm going to start selling cocaine like Nowhere do I see that character going that far down and becoming this drug fucking kingpin. Hmm. Hmm. Considering I've seen it, uh, okay, not to the extent that they did, um, especially with other drug dealers trusting them with five more pounds every week for like two months, like, um, yeah, I guess that's a little unbelievable, but it's like this is the drug trade that I've been watching on Breaking Bad. It's compound and fucking go that which way, but like it's just these two teenagers that are getting away with it. Yeah, at least like I can follow Walt's story, and you know, he's trying to make as much money as he can and then becomes addicted to the life of crime. Like this kid's just out of nowhere, like we need bulk and I have all these connections that are going to get me (laughs) like, you know, like even Jesse was like, I kind of know this guy who knows this guy. And that's how they stumbled into like Tuco and stuff. But this guy's like, Oh, my, my cousin told me this guy has pounds and pounds of weed we can go by. And now I got this good hookup for Coke in Maine. It's like, what the fuck? Where does this kid know all these people? (laughs) Listen, it was the eighties. Or nineties. No, it wasn't. People like that. One, you're well. You're like I was confused too because like it doesn't put a date on it until like fifteen minutes in. I was like, wait, this movie's not in the eighties because that's what I was getting from all those. Uh, yeah, that's also what I believe. But yeah, then there was like ninety one. Um, uh, I don't know. I just enjoyed it. It was like light little romp. Uh, it it oh. reminded me a lot of it was a better movie than the kissing booth was, which was kind of this premise where it was the best friend or the friend's sister that he was told not to date. Um, that whole situation. Um, I liked it much better than that movie. But listen, uh, you're not setting a fucking high bar here. I know, I know, I I get that. I think it's just a fun little romp. It's not though, because <laughs> tonally, yes, it's it all... is? no, because the movie doesn't know what it wants to be tonally. Like, yeah, at times it's like, oh, it's this like cute little romp, and then it's like this weird like 
friendship and will the relationship break it up? And then all of a sudden it's like, now there's drug dealers coming to kill us because we're <laughs> like, it's just all over the place. All right. And I don't feel out like that. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. And in the, t- in like, um... they, I don't feel they thematically and narratively are able to like none of those stories are sufficient enough because they spread it over between all of them like i don't get why him the main character danny and um hunter became such good friends like at no point was it explained why they smoked weed together one time and then all of a sudden they're partners and fucking best friends but you don't actually feel a friendship from them or a business relationship and then uh-huh the, it kept him from mm, getting busted there's nothing more that connects somebody than not getting busted for drugs except that the cop wasn't even doing anything <laughs> you know like yeah you're right <laughs> at no point was the cop like i'm gonna fucking i need to see if you got weed down by your dick but the guy ran in and threw it to the kid like it's weird, but that said, like, I don't buy any part of their friendship because it doesn't seem like the movie gave them anything. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But I think they're both, like, outsiders of these communities that have this stupid little uh, I'm trying to think, this traveler or um, tourist trap situation and also what the fuck was this whole like this prepubescent teenage child narrating it from the future like what I don't understand what was going on with that uh duh didn't you see the end he was the last one that saw that girl alive yeah but he's talking just like (laughs) but (laughs) it's not like he's I feel like that guy is telling the story from 2018 and he's just like when I was a child and then his voice is telling it as his kid self it's really weird yeah. and I didn't understand any of it yeah. Yeah. and also I'll give you that point for sure <laughs> also at no point was like is anything within this story worthy of being like passed down from generation to generation like no kid is gonna fucking tell this story um Listen, the guy has a sweet Corvette. And especially a fucking story that has no closure at the end. It's just like, well, she disappeared and no one ever saw her again, and he disappeared and no one ever saw him again. The end. Bye. It's like, fuck off, movie. Uh, Give me something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're making great points. And I have nothing to bombard you with. Fair. I enjoyed it, though. <laughs> I think it's a light little movie I can put on while I'm working and just fucking whatever. Just background noise. You need to get out of this whatever phase. Fucking You you need to be not so fucking hard ass against everything. And just I enjoy absolutely... a movie every now and then. Uh, I enjoy stuff all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's fair. We'll get into it. The, jumping from there, how much did you enjoy the escape room? I didn't hate it until the last 10 minutes, and then that movie can go fucking die on a fire. Oh, wow. I really, I really thought you uh, would have very much liked this movie. 
Um, it surprised me. I, I, it was something different than I was expecting. Um, but at the same point, it was kind of exactly what clips I saw from the tra- little bits of the trailer that I've seen. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a smart little, terribly, <laughs> terribly cast, smart little film. What? Who's terribly cast? Uh, a, a few of those actors. Uh, when, listen, when I saw Sock, I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I'm in," and I didn't realize Sock was getting so old. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the uh, kind of turn when uh, they get into the freakout room, and uh, the one calls him out on the shit, like. I didn't see that happening, but I sh- also I probably should have been prepared for it, considering uh, a few of the movies have had that twist, like Peppermint recently and whatnot, um, where somebody's describing what had happened, but it's completely different of what they're uh, saying. So, but yeah, I thought it was a smart little. I think it could be done better with different actors. Um, mainly the lead role. That's weird that you're grabbing onto the actors out of anything. Um, so I didn't realize it until we were talking about it a little bit, but I knew that kid, um, from a movie last year called Love, Simon, and he's the shady kid that like, um, blackmails Simon because he learns about that he's gay. And he's like, he blackmails him into getting a date with the chicks from 13 Reasons Why, who is Simon's best friend. And at that point, I was like, shit, I really hate that kid. Yeah, did he look like Wilder in that too? Yeah, totally did. And I was like, I just can't get over that fact, that kid. Listen, I'm I'm sure he's going to be a perfectly fine actor, but the way... They set him up for movies is just too much. <laughs> it's too it's too teenage, and I can't handle that. Fair, um, but yeah, I thought all the other players were uh, well devised. Um, the rooms were fucking great. Um, whatever bit of exposition you get to set up these rooms and whatnot, and like the the way things are going to play out. Um, I thought that was well done. I figured we were going into it and it was going to be a very Saw-esque movie where they were kind of trading lives, which kind of happened, but not to the extent Saw made it. Um, But there's interesting elements of this movie that I wish were explored a little bit more. Like they only kind of lightly touch um, that these people have been kept or uh, were saved, I guess, by this whatever corporations that pu- that's putting on this game. Um, I like the idea of this whole escape room uh, idea of using a group to get these clues and figure out how to get to the next room and whatnot. Um, but yeah, uh, there's there's definitely moments of this movie that just kind of fell apart, especially the that last ten minutes for sure. 
Um, oh god, dude! Like I was like, <laughs> if they would have just taken it back to the room and everything was cleared out and the movie ends, it's like, all right, that's a good movie. And then it just keeps going. And it's like, oh, you're setting up a second movie? That's great. Like I have, I don't <laughs> remember the time last time a movie so aggressively was like, get ready for the sequel because that's all we're doing here is setting up the next one. <laughs> Which was crazy because I think if it ends in the room and like everything's cleared out hours after uh, she's been there, um, you know what? I'm looking forward to the second movie. It's my death day <laughs> for this year, but considering that went that next ten minutes and like laid it out, they're like, "Oh fuck yeah, we're gonna get these people." It's like, no. These people are going to get your ass. Just leave them alone. It's and then they so show how they're going to get their ass. <laughs> and, like, what? what is the point of this mysterious fucking, like, whoever's behind it? Like, he's like fucking Dr. Fucking Claw. You can't see his face, and he's shaded on this fucking, <laughs> like, hologram viewer. How uh, great would that have been if it would have been fucking Dr. Claw? God damn it. Just fucking... Petting a goddamn cat with his metal hand? That would have been beautiful. Oh, yeah, just like, are you ready to crash the, this plane? The main girl is called Penny. She has a fucking uncle named Inspector Gadget. God, that would have been a movie I would have loved to see. <laughs> it uh, would have made just as much sense as this ending does. It's so Totally would have. It's so uh, aggressively yeah. bad. <laughs> I like, was really uh, excited about this podcast because I thought we were both coming into this like, oh yeah, it was a good movie, a good movie to start out the year with, but now that we're thinking about this out loud, it's like, oof. Like, like, um, I had a $20 bill in my pocket because I never carry cash, but I did. And like, <laughs> I pulled out my phone to look at it and I made it to the parking lot and I was like, I dropped that 20 when I pulled my pocket phone out of the pocket. Don't fucking care. I'm just not going back. It's fine. <laughs> That's how much that movie broke me at the end. <laughs> nice. Fucking nice. <laughs> uh, I think that's all we got for Escape Room. Don't see it. Do not let them get a sequel. Don't. <laughs> Stop. Nip it in the bud, guys. Go see Aquaman again. Get it over a billion dollars. No! Go see it in the Spider-Verse because that movie's fucking great. Yeah, um, that's fair. Just don't go see this. <laughs> I'm on the fence because I'm kind of totally wanting a second Inspector Gadget stylized movie. I hope they do that. Because <laughs> like, um, what even, I don't even see. I don't even understand how they would do a sequel. That's why I don't understand why they're pushing for it so hard. What was so funny is like, <laughs> so they replay the la- like that setup they had for a real plane with them um, that crashes and boom it's like a final destination movie where it's a new group of six people I'm sure dude what if it was actually final destination what if like they got <laughs> on that plane and fucking Devin Sawa was like don't get on the plane and then it blows up you know what if Devin Sawa ever shows up in a movie I'm immediately cautious he, he's seen the code and I trust him with my life. 
Oh, fucking day. So, what are we watching for next week, then? It's a good question. Surprise, I lied. Uh, we're definitely going to see uh, replicas. Yeah, is that actually coming out? I don't fucking know. It is, because I'm getting it in my town, so there's no problem you should be seeing it. Cool. It's just um, one of those things where it's like, I always get wary of these movies in January and February, where it's like... I haven't seen a trailer or poster or anything. Yeah. Is this actually coming out? It's just like uh, um, yeah. that uh, there's, a, there, there, there's a Jacob Ladders remake that was supposed to come out in like two weeks and it just got pushed again like two days ago. So I'm always wary about them. Jacob's Ladder? Oh, fair enough. I uh, never saw the original, so I have no, no idea. What? Um, you goddamn yeah, fool. It's got Tim Robbins in it. Doesn't it have uh, what's the funny guy, Robin Williams? Robin Williams? Yeah. I can't. I can't follow your logic anymore. Listen, they have similar sounding names. I'm sure. <laughs> Robin's is the one I'm thinking of, but I'm gonna look it up. Yes. So, um, yes, replicas. Um, what there's something oh, else it was Jacob out. the Liar. Jacob the Liar was the movie I was thinking of. <laughs> Close. Um, also, we're definitely going to see the upside. Oh, for t- why? Why are you Come doing this on, to me? Because I'm so excited to see uh, Brian Kingston in such a different role from Breaking Bad. <sighs> That's the sound I make to this. Also, uh. it's got Kidman. It's got Nicole Kidman. Yeah, but it's got Kevin Hart too. And, Ke- and funny man Kevin Hart. He's not funny. He's, he's so unfunny funny. that he's not allowed to host the Oscars. Not true. Did you see him in the fucking uh, uh, fucking new trailer for uh, Secret Life of Pets 2? Hilarious. He's super hot. Hero bunny. I'm done with this. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure uh, I'm probably not going to see it for next week, but I'll probably see it the next Tuesday, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to see The Dog's Way Home. Why? What the fuck? Listen, I've got to do it to myself to know that they already gave away everything in that movie, but they also did. I want to see that terrible CGI cougar. He, he fucking... The dog befriends a cougar. No, it's not life. That's not what happens. No, but he runs into it when he was smaller. Or some shit. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure they've given away the whole movie in the trailer. And I just need to say that to myself. So I don't have to see more terrible movies that has been given away in the whole trailer. You are doing the Lord's work. (laughs) That's why I'm... Listen, I'm going to do this for myself. So I know not to do that shit this year. I will um, not even burn one of my free movies on it. Not happening. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then obviously Breaking Bad Season 4 Part 2. Yeah. Um, anything else you can think of? Mm, what? Like news or something to talk about or to watch? What are you talking about? No, for watching next week. I think that's yeah. There's a, there's a movie I want to watch on Prime. I don't remember what it's called. But it's got Ben Foster in it. I will eat nice. your fucking heart. I'm mugging in. If you tell me Ben Foster, I'm in. 
<laughs> Old crazy eyes. Fuck yeah. We should watch uh, Alpha, Alpha Dog again. That movie's bad. I know it's bad, but he's it's so good. Bad. I know it is, but he's rated it. Um, fucking what? Oh, um, I could have swore Emil Hirsch was in goddamn um, Escape Room. Like, I thought he was going to be the bad guy. And I was like, hmm, I don't, hmm, I don't like Emil Hirsch. So when he pops up like He'd that, I just don't trust it. I mean, speed. he's great as Speed Racer, but everything else, no. No Emil Hirsch. So what about Alpha Dog? Yeah. He's, he's, he's terrible at Alpha Dog. Ben Foster is literally the only reason I would ever rewatch that movie. That's uh, a lie. I can I can tell you the other reason. What's that? Because Olivia Wilde's naked in it, and I know that you'd watch it for that. Yeah, right. I see your uh... yes. All right, I'll say yes. <laughs> yeah, I just want to watch but Ben yeah, Foster next... doing karate again. Well, hopped up on that. <laughs> oh my god, what great reference we have for that movie now. <laughs> that movie might be five percent better now that we know fucking what methods do. So, absolutely not. I'm, ma- I'm making a strong argument. Come on, Alpha Dog in February at some point. We're like the two people who have actually ever seen fucking Alpha Dog. <laughs> and oh, I can't believe how great Ben Foster is in that movie for a few scenes, which is what we were just talking about Ethan Hunt with First Reform a few weeks ago. This is an incredible fucking scene that transcends that whole goddamn movie. <laughs> so good. So that's what we're fucking watching next week. Um, next week we'll have Glass, and I'm sure I'll be doing Punisher solo. So uh, come back for that shit. Um, <laughs> peace, pineapple, and all that good stuff. Later.